Welcome to Jeremiah's Fifth Ministries, a place where you can grow in God's Word. Well, we are live, praise the Lord. I hope that you're doing good today. How you doing today? Are you pumped up? Are you ready to go? Are you ready for your week? Well, hey, we're going to have a good time of the Lord today, and I believe we're going to have a good time of doing this message. How you doing today? Are you taking care of your spirit? Are you encouraging yourself in the Lord? I hope that you're spending time in God's Word and taking time uh, to make sure that you're feeding your spirit on a daily basis, you know. You know, if you tuned in today, I don't believe you tuned in by accident. I believe God has drawn you in here by His precious Holy Spirit. You know, the Bible says that if I be lifted up, I draw all men unto me. And you know, we lift up Jesus here. And I believe that you are drawn here by his precious presence and by his power, by his Holy Spirit today. And I believe that you're going to get an encouraging word that will help you today for your week. You know, I'm so glad I get to be with you. It's a privilege and an honor that you would turn me on your car or turn me on your headphones or, or uh, listen to me wherever you're listening to me today on your motorcycle, on your skateboard, or if you're out walking today. I think it's just a privilege and an honor that you would turn this on. And I believe that you're going to be encouraged by the presence of the Lord today and and I believe your life will be blessed and impacted. You know, <clears throat> you know, God's always doing something, and He's moving right now. You know, and this is a time. This is the time. This is the place, you know. He's a God that likes to move, and he likes to make sure that his presence is touching somewhere right there where they're at today. Are you needing healing? Are you needing God to help you with a word today? What are you needing today, you know? You know, you need to put your expectors out there. Get yourself expecting God to do some wonderful things in your life. You know, you have what, you, what you're expecting today, you know, and you have to put your faith out there. God loves faith, and I believe that he's going to bless you and encourage you for doing that today. Well, you know, you can catch us live. We try to be live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Central Time. <clears throat> Excuse me. And you can catch us live at 4 p.m. Central Time. And uh, we, we try to be here for you to make sure that you see a live message every Wednesday. Uh, of course, this will be on YouTube at 9 o'clock, uh, but you can listen to the live service on Podbeam at 4 p.m. Central Time. And don't feel bad if you can't listen at the live times. It's okay. We will put it up there for you on Podbeam. That's jeremiasmithministries.podbeam.com. And we'll put the message out there for you so you can listen to it. And, of course, you can listen to it on Spotify, Google Music, iTunes, Listen Notes, Podbeam, TuneIn, Alexia, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Deezer, Pandora, Amazon Music, Verbal, iVox, Audio Junkie, Podchaser, Player FM, Samsung. And of course, like I said, we're putting it up on YouTube. You should be able to watch it on uh, YouTube. Hey, out there on YouTube today. And uh, you can listen to us and watch us on YouTube if you'd like to. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, on YouTube. And uh, trying to clear my throat. And uh, you can check it out there at 4 p.m. Central Time. If you'd like to give, there's no pressure to give. You can give. Luke 6.38 says, Give, and it shall be given to you. Good measure. Pressed down, shaken together, running over. As long as you're giving, you know, God wants to bless you, you know. You can't afford not to give. I was just talking to Pastor Prince about this earlier in his uh, church family. How uh, You can't afford not to give. You want to make sure that you're giving somewhere. There's no pressure to give here. Uh, we're a free ministry to you, but you want to make sure that you're giving somewhere so that God can make sure that you're increasing in every area of your life, praise the Lord. And so you want to make sure that you're giving on a regular basis. <coughs> That's the biggest challenge for me as a Christian. I had to, I'm having to learn in every area to make sure that I'm doing it on a regular basis. And I think that's a problem with a lot of Christians is that they don't do things on a regular basis, you know. You know, I was telling the story just earlier about how uh, when I started working out, you know, I just started doing a little bit here and there. And I saw great results, you know. 
It's just the consistency of doing something regularly, you know. So you want to make sure that you're giving regularly so God can bless you and he can do some wonderful things in your life. Praise the Lord. So we're so glad to get to be with you. It's a privilege and an honor. And I hope that you're all doing good and you're taking care of yourself spiritually this week. You know, we're here to encourage you. The Bible says that the fivefold ministry, you know, one of the biggest things is to edify you, encourage you, lift you up, you know. If you're going somewhere and they're beating you down, you know, that's not where you need to be. You need to be somewhere where they're lifting you up and encouraging you. You know, the devil will beat you down all week long, you know. So you want to make sure that you're getting encouraged and growing spiritually, and that's important on a, every day, you know. Not just not just getting teaching. You want to get teaching that helps you to grow spiritually. And so you can fulfill the purpose that God has for your life, you know. There's some great teaching out there. You can get all the history in the world, but you need to make sure that you're growing spiritually. Paul talks about those. You need the milk of the word. You need the things that teach you so that you're growing. You don't want to become anemic in one area because you're not feeding yourself in all the areas that you need to feed yourself spiritually. And so we try to do that here at Jeremiah Smith Ministries, give you some balance. And we try to, of course, number one, we want to give you what the Lord's leading us to give at the time. And so we try to give you some balance and direction and so that you're growing spiritually, praise the Lord. So I hope that you're ready. We're going to get into the Word. Grab your Bible, get your tablet, get your phone. Are you pumped up today? Are you thrilled today? Do you get excited about the word? You know, somebody has to get excited. It's going to have to be you, isn't it? You know, you've got to get excited about the word. Are you going to hear from the Lord today? I believe that you'll hear from the Lord. You're not just hearing from Jeremiah. You're hearing from the Lord. You know, God's word speaks. It's alive. It's quick. It'll speak to your spirit and encourage you if you listen to his word. Praise the Lord. I could be saying something totally different, but the power of God is speaking to you, and he might say something totally different to you even than what I'm saying, you know, because of his words, powerful, quick, and sharper than any two-edged sword, and it'll encourage you right there where you're at today, you know. Could you stand getting a rhema word today? Could you handle that? Amen. Could you handle getting some direction? Could you handle God speaking to you the what you need today, you know? That's what he wants to do. He wants to give you direction and guidance by your spirit, by his spirit today. Praise the Lord. Amen. Do you believe that? I believe it. I believe he's going to do some wonderful things. Well, we're going to pray. Uh, I was just before this service, you know, I like to ask my son to pray. He comes and joins hands with me and prays. He grabbed me real good earlier. <laughs> he was praying with me for you, praying for this service, you know, so God administered to you, you know. My family cares about you. We love you. They take the time out of their schedule. Let me come do this and let me be a blessing to you. We're all about to call God in our lives. And, you know, God wants to do some wonderful things in your life. You know, you're not supposed to just have some average life, just some mundane life. You're not just some empty space and you're not just here to take up air. No, you're here for a reason. And God has a plan for you. Do you believe that today? Do you believe he has a plan for you? I believe he does. You know, everybody on this planet's here for a reason. You know, there's people that pass away every day, you know, but there's people that are here for now, right? And you're here for now. God wants to do some wonderful things for you now, praise the Lord. So we're going to get into that. We're talking about faith. Let's pray, and we'll talk some more about faith today. Father, we just thank you, Father, for your goodness. We thank you, Father, for your mercy. Wow, we wouldn't even be here if it wasn't for your goodness and mercy. We just thank you for your goodness and your mercy today, Father. And Father, we thank you for taking care of our families and taking care of us. You've been so good to us. We're just ministering to you before we even start. Usually we do that at the end of the prayer, but we just thank you for being so good to us 
taking care of our families and us and being so faithful to us, faithful to us, Father. There's someone alone right now, and they're by themselves, and you're just being faithful to them. You never leave us. You never forsake us. You're always there. You're always about our business because you love us. And we just thank you, Father, for taking care of us and being faithful to us, Father. And Father, we just thank you for taking care of us and keeping us sound in mind and, and fulfilling the purpose that you have for us, our lives, Father. We ask that you flood us with light. Help us to see some stuff we didn't see today. Help no one to leave without getting what they need today. And Father, we just thank you, Father, for it. In Jesus' name, we give you the praise and all the glory and all the, all the glory for everything that we're doing. And we praise you, Father, for it. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Are we about the master's business today? We didn't just happen to show up today. We're about the master's business, are we not? And so we're going to fulfill what God's called us to do here. We lost a little video there. Let me go ahead and pull that up. Make sure that we got that going. All right, so we're going to get into our message today. We're talking about faith, aren't you? Don't you love faith? We could, you can't get enough faith, can you? Right? I mean, <laughs> faith comes by hearing. You can't get enough of it. You got to hear it. You got to hear some more about it. Got to feed your faith on a daily basis. You know, we got to take care of our faith. We're going to talk about some of those things today. We've already been talking about what faith is. We talked about that. We're going to talk about, we've already talked about how faith comes. We've talked a couple of messages about that today. We're going to talk about releasing your faith. That's, and these are basically the ABCs of faith, but you know, you'd be surprised how many people don't understand the ABCs of faith. You can tell by talking to them, you know, you can tell by what they, how they talk and what they do. You know, a person that comes up for healing, you know, they should be saying, they should be having expectation for healing right then and be ready to receive it right then, persuaded God's going to heal them right then. But if you go to lay hands on them and they say, I don't know if I'm going to get it, well, you may as well not lay hands on them, <laughs> right? You got to be in position. You got to be fully persuaded that you're going to get the power of God's going to touch you right there where you're at, you know, so it's important to understand faith, you know, and maybe today, you know, you, you need a prayer to be answered. Well, you know, if you're going to go pray and you're, you're not sure that your prayer is going to be answered, well, you might as well not pray, you know, because you need to have faith. God loves faith. You need to be persuaded in his word. If the Bible says we come together, agree about anything that we concern uh, about uh, when we come together and breathe, you know, the scripture talks about that. When we agree concerning anything that we shall ask, it'll be done. Well, if you, if you believe his word, well, you know that when you pray, it's going to happen, right? If you have some faith and trust and persuaded that his word works, hey, then you're going to, when you pray, you're going to get results. But you know, if you're going to go pray and go, I don't know, God, if this is going to happen, well, you might as well not pray. <laughs> you say, well, that's pretty strong, Jeremiah. Well, you know, I'm just talking about his word. I didn't write his, the, write the word, you know, God wrote the word, but you know, it's important that you, you have some faith. He's looking for faith to and fro. Would you be that one that's ready, that has some faith and when you go to pray and it's going to get answered and when you step out, it's going to happen? You know, well, you know, you got to have some trust in God and some faith and he's looking for you to act on his word, praise the Lord. Well, we're going to be talking about releasing our faith. That's some, kind of what we're talking about there. We're just going to get into it today, probably talk about it next week. But, uh, you know, you've got to release your faith. You know, it doesn't do you any good to have faith and not release it. Does it? Does it do you good to have faith if you don't release it? James told us that. He said it's no good if you have faith and you don't have actions. 
And we're going to talk about that today, you know. I can have all the faith in the world, but if I believe Jesus is going to save me and Jesus is the one that should save me, but if I don't stretch out and confess it and speak it out of my mouth, release my faith, then I'm not going to be saved, not going to be born again. You got to step out of your comfort zone, you know. Maybe today, he, you know, God's got some things he wants to do in your life, but if you're not willing to step out, how can he make those things come to pass if you're not willing to step out, you know? It's good to know that he wants you to do some wonderful things in your life, and it's good to know that he He loves you and everything, but, you know, if you don't act like it, then, <laughs> then you're not using your faith, amen? We got to release our faith. So we're going to be getting into those things today. Second Corinthians, the fifth chapter, the seventh verse is, for we walk by faith and not by sight, right? We don't go by other stuff. We go by the word, right? You know, that's right today. You know, there's all kinds of voices speaking to you today and from all around, you know, and someone has a word over here. Someone has a word over there, but you know, I have a more sure word of prophecy. Amen. The book, amen. God's Bible, the B I B L E. Amen. It's still the book for me. And it's a more sure word of prophecy. And his Holy Spirit's a more sure word of prophecy. Now, those prophecies are good. And all those prophets around us are good. You know, you should listen to what bears witness in your spirit, you know, and accept those things that the prophets speak as, as they bear witness in your spirit, you know. But we do have a more sure word of prophecy, and that's God's word, praise the Lord. So we walk by faith and not by sight. Hebrews the 10th and 8th, 38, it says, now the just shall live by faith. We live our lives this way. We get up expecting some stuff to happen. We were just talking about earlier how we get up and every day is a blessing day, right? My wife likes to talk about today. Today, every day is a blessing day. Well, you know, it is. If you're looking for blessings, you know, Deuteronomy 28 talks about you're blessed when you come in. You're blessed when you go out. Deuteronomy 28 has all these blessings and it has all these curses it talks about. You're supposed to be living on the blessed side where the blessings are happening to you. You're blessed with all spiritual blessings is what Ephesians talks about in the first chapter. And so you should be living a blessed life. Blessed when you come in. Blessed when you go out. Blessed where you go. Being a blessing to other people. You know, but it has a lot to do with you living your life by faith. Amen. To just to live by faith. Getting up, living, expecting some things to happen today. What could happen today? What ha could happen tomorrow? You know, what are you expecting? You're going to, we have what we expect. You know, even the world understands that. They understand that you get what you're expecting. They call it what is the law of attraction, something like that. You know, they, they believe that you get up and, you know, if you have a poor attitude, that's probably what you're going to get. <laughs> you attract poor things to you. They stole it from the Bible. You know, the Bible's, it has to do with faith, you know. And if you're faithless, you're going to have a pretty faithless day. You know, you're not going to have good things happen. But if you have some faith, you're going to see some great things happen in your life, you know. Faithless people don't have a lot of good stuff, you know, and they get worried. They live in fear, you know. They're faithless. They don't expect God to protect them. But good faith people, they expect God to protect them. They expect good things and blessings to happen in their life. Where are you? You know, are you in the faith crowd or are you in the crowd that doesn't have any faith and you're faithless? <laughs> you got to be on one side or the other. And it's important that you're walking as a Christian. You know, I want to walk in God's protection and his blessing. And so we want to trust and live by faith. Hebrews 11, chapter the sixth verse says it like this. Notice the, to walk, we walk by it, we live by it. And of course we please God by it. But without faith, it's impossible to please him. 
For he that cometh to God must believe that he is. What is it we said that he is? He's our everything. He's our source of everything. He's our everything for our lives. And he that is a rewarder to them that diligently seek him. Seek him. You know, it's important. If you don't believe he's going to give you something, then you're, you're wasting your time. We were talking about this a little bit earlier uh, in a, a previous message I was doing about how God came to us. You know, he initiated everything to us. He came to you. He's coming to you right now by his Holy Spirit to get you saved if you're not saved today. You know, he's coming to you, talking to you about healing and your purpose that he has for your life. He's come to you. He came to Abraham to bless Abraham. He initiated the whole thing. And he wants to do some good things in your life, but you got to be a person that's willing to let him do that. And, you know, and, and you got to believe he's a rewarder. It's easy to believe he's a rewarder if he's coming to you to show you love, right? It's easy to believe he's a rewarder if you believe that he's coming to you to help you, you know, because that shows he loves you and he cares about you. He's got agape, you know, selfless love, you know, and he wants to take care of you and be a blessing to you. You know, you remember Jesus going to wash the disciples' feet? Think about that today. He went to wash the disciples' feet, and when he went to wash the disciples' feet, you know, he just caring about them, showing that he's a servant and he wants to be a blessing to their lives. Some of them, they had a hard time with this, you know. You know, pride will give you, make it hard for you to accept some of the things that God wants to do in your life, you know. Pride causes a lot of people problems, you know. Of course, Satan, it caused him a problem, caused him a fall. But pride causes a, it causes issues for many people, you know, if you're not careful, you know, because you got to be able to put the pride aside and be able to go be a blessing to someone, right? You got to be hospitable to people and loving. That's one thing about Abraham. That's why God was able to bless Abraham because he was very hospitable. You remember when the angels came up to him and they came and talked to him about, you know, they were going to go and what they were going to do to Sodom. Think about how Abraham treated them, you know. He looked at him out there and he ran out to him, you know, to be a blessing to him and wanted him to come and let him be a blessing to him, you know. And uh, think about how he, he's like, hey, we're going to serve you some good food. Hey, Sarah, come on, cook up some good stuff, you know, here in Oklahoma, you know, some good stuff. That'd be like some fried chicken and some sides, you know, or, or you know, we're going to make it, me and my wife like Mexican. <laughs> we're going to have some Mexican food, Abraham. Come on over. We're going to have burritos. We're going to have tacos and we're going to have it all. Come on in here, you know, come on in here to Abraham or into my house. He was telling the angels to, that were coming by there to come and eat with him. But he's hospitable, you know. He's like, honey, get the best stuff out. Are you hospitable today? Are you loving and kind, you know? Well, you know, it's important to see that God's like that. He's hospitable. He's loving. He's kind. He comes to you. Remember the Bible talks about that he, he came out there to help the prodigal son. Remember he came running to him. You know, he loves, he's a, a God of compassion and love. He's hospitable. Put the best coat on him. Put the best ring on him. <laughs> he's hospitable, right? Fire up the good stuff, you know, and that's how we're supposed to live our lives is be hospitable to other people and be a blessing to them. Praise the Lord, you know. Well, you know, if you don't realize that he's like that, you don't realize he wants to give to you. <laughs> he wants to give to you. He, it's his idea to heal you. It's his idea to bless you. Remember when he was uh, talking to Abraham, he said, Abraham, you know, come to a land that you heard not of. You know, he told him to go out to that land, you know, and uh, he said, I'm going to bless you there. You know, if you'll come do what I'm asking you to do, I'm going to, but he initiated it. He wanted to bless Abraham. 
you know, and he initiates his relationships with you. He's wanting to have help you to have a better life and have better things in your life and your life to get better every day, you know, to bless you and help you have a, live a good life here on this earth, you know. We were talking about John 10.10 in 10, a previous message I was doing. And we're talking about how God comes to give you life and it more abundantly, you know. He wants you to have an abundant life. And it's important that you're ready for him to do that in your life, you know, and you, and you, you can't believe he's going to do it if you don't think he's going to give to you. You got to believe that he is and that he's a rewarder. You know, he gives all kinds of rewards. The book of Revelation talks about that he's going to give rewards to different people if they follow him and the seven churches. All kinds of rewards to those that are ones that overcome. Think about that today. He's a rewarder. He wants you to have good things in your life. This is hard for some people, you know, because they've been raised all their life thinking God doesn't want to do good things for them. But God wants to do good things for you. He wants you to have a good, abundant life. You say, well, well, Jeremiah, what do you mean by that? You know, he wants you to have healing. He wants you whole. He, he wants you whole mentally. He wants you whole physically. He, he wants you to be in a good condition and he wants to restore you and have a good, good life. He's a good, good father that way. Amen. So we've talked about, you know, how faith comes. And we said what faith was. What is faith? We said it was. It's a persuasion. It's a belief. It's a conviction based on the word of God. You say, well, how does that work? Well, you know, he, he comes to you and he tells you about, someone comes to you. The Bible says, how would we hear without a preacher? You know, and a preacher comes to you, talks to you about Jesus. And he, he persuades you. Hey, he's, he's the... He's the best thing that ever happened to you, which he is. He's the best thing that ever happened to you. Forms that faith within you, and then you reach out and you confess Jesus as Lord. Think about that. Faith comes by hearing. And they said, how can you hear without a preacher? That's why it's so important that we have preachers out there. They're, they're talking to you. They're persuading you about Jesus. Amen. You know, and building faith within you, you know, doesn't take a lot of faith, but building faith within you, you know. And then, one of, and then you release your faith by confession. That's the number one way we release our faith is by confession, right? And so it's important that we understand what faith is. Of course, and we talked about how faith comes by hearing, right? And acceptance of truth. You know, some people, they can hear over and over and over, but they got to accept it, you know? And you got to accept it as truth, you know? And some people today, we got certain things and topics in the news and they're telling them certain things and some people believe it. And some people just reject some things, you know, and some people believe things about God and they just, some people just reject things about God. Did you know that there's going to be people, you know, that are going to reject God, no matter what you tell them, the book of revelations talks about the three and a half years after, uh, the last three and a half years of the tribulation, there'll be angels going about every, if you would think with angels all over the place, preaching the gospel, cause they're going to be preaching the gospel that last three and a half years. They'll be preaching the gospel all over the place and you would see supernatural angels and they're preaching the good news, the gospel. You would think people get saved, <laughs> but there's still going to be people that won't get saved. Think about that today, you know, because there's some people just won't accept truth, you know, and you have to accept it. You know, faith comes by hearing and acceptance of truth. Praise the Lord. So it's important that you accept it today, you know. And there are people that will reject it. There's nothing you can do, you know, but they're still going to reject it. You can give them all the word you want to give, but it's their choice. God doesn't make us do anything. 
you know, and he wants you to have the good things in your life that you're wanting to have today. So we're talking about releasing your faith today. And a good place to start, you know, is we're going to look over at James. James talks about it quite often, <clears throat> about releasing your faith. Some of the biggest Christians, the problems with Christians today is not having faith. Lots of Christians have faith. That's not the issue. Lots and lots of people have faith. And it doesn't take a lot of faith. Faith comes quickly. We know in Matthew, the 17th chapter, the 20th verses, and Jesus said unto them, because of their unbelief, for verily I say unto you, if you have faith as a grain of a mustard seed, ye shall say unto this mountain, remove henceforth yonder place, and it shall be removed, and nothing shall be impossible unto you. If you have just a little bit of faith, you can move a mountain. Think about that. Big things in your life. Challenges that you're having in your life, you know, just a little bit of faith. You know, we're, we always think we have to have this massive amount of faith so that we can go and move a big old mountain. But no, he said just a little bit of faith can change your circumstances, you know. It didn't take people long to get faith when Jesus would talk to them, you know, so many times that we see in the Bible, you know, you, they heard about Jesus came by, you know, and boy, they wanted Jesus to heal him. You know, remember that woman with the issue of blood, you know, and she heard about Jesus, what the Bible says, and she, man, she's reaching out and just wanted to touch just his clothes and it changed her life. Think about that today. Changed her circumstances just because she heard a little bit about Jesus. Maybe today, if you just heard a little bit about Jesus, it could change your circumstances, change what you're going through. Just a little bit about Jesus. It doesn't take a lot. You know, it doesn't take them flooding you with the 50,000 scriptures. Just a little bit about Jesus, you know, and his character and how he loves you can change your life, you know. And he said a mustard seed. You know, a mustard seed's interesting. You know, if you look it up, uh, you can actually Google it there with your phone if you'd like to. But you'll find out it's only one or two millimeters. It's a very small seed. Not a big seed. It's not a huge seed. So you tell you it doesn't take a lot of faith. Little m millimeter seed. <laughs> Think about that, you know. It doesn't take a, a whole bunch to change your circumstances. Aren't you glad it doesn't take a lot, you know? Aren't you glad that he didn't make it too complicated for you? Hey, man, you know, it just takes a little bit to change your circumstances, you know. Well, let's look here real quick. It's at Acts, the 19th chapter, the second verse. Acts and the 19th chapter and the second verse, it says, And he said unto them, He have ye received the Holy Ghost since you believed? And they said unto him, We have not so much heard whether there be an Holy Ghost. You know, these guys are wanting to be baptized. Baptized with the Holy Ghost. So we hadn't heard about it. How can you get something if you ever never even heard about it? You know? You know, you say, Well, well, Jeremiah, that, that, that's the problem, you know, right there. You know, they, they don't have it. Well, you know, the problem is they didn't hear about it, right? You know, there's people that aren't baptized in the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking tongues just simply because they haven't heard about it. It'd be, it doesn't take a lot of faith. Remember, we said it doesn't take a lot. But the problem is, is no one's talking about it. They need to talk about it. I do talk about it. I have different series on praying, it, praying in tongues and things like that. We believe here at Jeremiah Smith Ministries it's very important to pray in tongues. But, you know, how will people ever hear if they never hear a message about it, you know? How will people ever get saved if they never hear a message about it? It's important that you hear so that you can have the faith to release to get what you're needing to have, praise the Lord. So these people hadn't heard. Are you one of those people who hadn't heard about something today? Well, you know, maybe today you used to believe in Jesus. You were a Christian from a young age, but you just haven't been feeding your spirit on it. 
Maybe you used to believe in healing, but you're just not feeding your spirit on it, you know? I had some trouble with prosperity in my life real bad, you know, and stuff. And it was because I wasn't feeding myself upon it. You know, you had to feed your spirit and we're going to talk more about that later, you know, but you gotta, you gotta feed your faith all the time. And, and, but you have to hear faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. I remember, you know, my grandfather, they would pray for me in the spirit, you know, I'd be sick, you know, in my bed, you know, and my grandfather would come and lay his hands on me, you know, and pray in tongues. And my grandma would pray in tongues for me, you know, and they'd pray for me in the bed. Well, you know, I'm, I'm like, well, that works. I'm getting healed here. <laughs> but they, if it's okay with grandpa, it must be all right. If it's okay with grandma, it must be okay, you know. But I'm, I'm hearing them doing it. I'm, I'm seeing them doing it. It's building faith on the inside of me, you know. And some people, they just need to hear some things and see some things, you know. Um, see some people getting healed, you know, that's what happened with Jesus's day, you know, and it caused them to believe, you know, how would they hear without a preacher? That's why you're so important. If you're a minister out there today, how will they hear if you don't tell them on the job today, if you don't tell them at the convenience store today, you know, how will they hear? They have to hear it. Amen. And maybe they're not selecting it on YouTube, <laughs> but they need to hear you. And so that they're getting what they need to have to release their faith. Well, let's talk about releasing your faith here a little bit more. James, the second chapter, the 14th verse, he says, and it's, he says this many times here in this chapter. Let's look at this real quick. He says, what doth it profit, my brethren, though a man say he have faith and have not works? This is just what we talked about. How would it profit you to know about Jesus if you didn't ever release your faith to accept him into your life? You know, doesn't do you no good. You have to release your faith to get saved, you know, but you know, you can hear and hear and hear, but you have to release your faith. If a brother or sister be naked and destitute of daily food, and one of you say unto him, depart in peace, be warned to be filled and not understanding, you give them not those things which are needful to the body. What doth it profit? Even so faith, if it hath not works or corresponding actions is dead being alone. So he's talking about here. If you know there's a need, you know, and you may have many needs in your life today and you don't act, then you never released your faith today. You know, you may know, you may have some faith, you know, in your heart and believe and you're persuaded that that's what must be done, but it, it really doesn't have any power. It doesn't have any effect until you do something and you step out and do something by actions in some way. Now, we know the number one way to release your faith, and we know this because of salvation, has to do with confession, speaking those things that you need to speak. That's why coffee with confessions that I do is so important. I don't know if you've heard of it or not, but coffee with confessions I do it has to do with speaking good things over your life. You know, When you listen to coffee confessions that I have, is we go down through and we do confessions from the Word. And, we, and we're speaking good things over our lives. You know, that's why I put one out and I plan to put another one out tomorrow for coffee. I put a new one out. I try to do it every Monday uh, so that you have a new one. And we have many of them. You can go back and listen to another one. If you get tired of one, listen to an old one or listen to another one. You know, but you're doing confessions for your life. You're speaking things out of your life. Your words have huge impact. The Bible says life and death are in the power of thy tongue. That's a great conf the confessions cause things to happen. Now, not just any confessions, right? We've talked about faith, didn't we? Not just any confession causes it. It's what you believe. I can sit here and say, hey, I'm an astronaut all I want. Uh, Jeremiah's an astronaut. Jeremiah's an astronaut. Doesn't mean I'm an astronaut. 
I got to believe it. Amen. It's you know you got to have faith for it. We just talked about you got to have faith. You got faith comes by hearing, you know. But I can say all kinds of things, but I got to believe what I'm saying. It's what you believe that you're saying. That's why when somebody says they're suicidal or they're singing a song and they really believe what they're saying, it's dangerous. You know, life and death are in the power of the tongue. You say, how do you know that? We're going to talk about that. Jesus did that. You can curse things with your words. You can cause good things to happen with your words. Your words are powerful. It's what you believe, though, that cause, it comes to pass. It has to be something that you believe. And a lot of people believe that, hey, they're going to have a bad day. Or they're going to have this. They really believe it. And then they start speaking it. They're acting on it. They're causing it to happen by releasing their faith that way. You know, it's important that you release. Now, I remember when I was at one of my first jobs, you know, uh, I remember working, this lady said that she's going to be sick and everybody else is going to get sick. And I said, no, I'm not going to get sick. <laughs> and boy, that bothered her. I'm not forgetting, man. I'll never forget the story. She all oh, just bothered her. She said, what? No, no. And she tried to get me to say, it. and I said, no, no, I'm going to be just fine. You know, but you know, she believed it. You know, she's speaking what she believes out of her mouth, you know, and we have what we say, you know, it's important that you watch what you say. You say, well, you want those crazy pe preachers that says that you believe what you have is what you say. No, Jesus said it, you know, Jesus said that we have what we say in Mark 11, 23 and 24. It's important that you don't put down what Jesus said. Jesus said that about us. He said, if you speak into this mountain, be thou removed, it shall be removed. And he said the, clearly in those scriptures, we have what we say. And that's not that's just one of the scriptures. And many scriptures talk about we have what we say. You wouldn't even be saved if you didn't have what you say. What you say right now? Do you know that? <laughs> yeah, they say there's so many people who don't believe in the power of speaking your words, but yet they would not be saved if they didn't speak some words out of their lives. Powerful to think about, right? You say, well, where do you get that? Well, Romans 10th chapter, the 9th, 10th verse is, if you confess Jesus the Lord and believe God's risen from the dead, you shall be saved. Well, he says you got to believe some things, but then you release your faith, right? And so it's important that we're releasing our faith. Now, we also do it by actions, right? And he's, he's just telling us right then that it has to do with releasing our actions, having to do with if the person needs food and you don't give them food and the Lord's told you, go give some food. Well, you're not using your faith. If the Lord told you to go show love to somebody and, you know, encourage them, call them up on the phone and encourage them, and you didn't release your faith, right? God told you to go to Bible school and you don't step out and do it. You're not using your faith. If God told you to, you know, show love to somebody that doesn't want to be loved, <laughs> you know, because he said to love our enemies. Remember that? You know, well, you're not using your faith. You know, faith works in many areas. If God told you to give, and you don't throw the money in the bucket <laughs> today, you know, if you don't use your cell phone and send the money to where it needs to go, and God told you to do it, you're not using your faith. You know, we're supposed to give and we're supposed to release our faith with our actions, praise the Lord. So confession is the number one way that we use our faith, and it's important that you realize that with your life. You know, your confession is important. You should be doing certain confessions every day. And coffee confession is a good place to start there. You know, you can start with the ones I have on there. I'm, I plan to have one tomorrow. But, you know, confessions are a great way. To, that's a good starting point. And then you can add more to them as you like there. But using scriptures, not just anything, using scriptures. You say, well, why is that important? Well, you know, your words cause angels to act. You know, the Bible says angels hearken unto the word. 
you know, they're causing things to happen behind the scenes, good things and bad things. Your words cause things to happen. You say, well, what, why is that? You know, well, you have authority. God's given you authority because of your body on earth. That's why the enemy would love to take out your body, you know. He doesn't care once you leave your body what happens to you, but he, he wants to stop your body here. You know, if it wasn't for our prayers and what we do here, you know, the uh, – the uh, the Antichrist would already be on the scene, you know, or we would already he would have already taken over the earth if it hadn't had to do with our words and our authority that we have here on this planet. That's why God has to remove us. That's why the rapture is so important because He has to take us out of the way. And once He does take us out of the way, lots of things are going to happen on this earth. But you know, your words and your prayers have so much power. That's why He has to take us out of the way. Uh, so that the, lots of things can happen in the earth, you know. There have been lots of people try to rule the world, try to do things, you know. You look at Hitler, try to rule the world, you know. Well, you know, people pray. Hitler was taken down, <laughs> you know. Think about that today, you know. The Bible says that he that will let, will let. You know, the church causes protection. The church causes things by prayers. And it causes things to not happen that happen in the earth because of people praying. And God praying through you, he prays through you, you know. We've talked about that in the intercessory. You're talking about Jesus, our intercessor. You can look at that. Getting into a lot of things here, trying to stay on the subject. But we have a lot of things that we do through our words and our bodies have authority and confession is so important. You, people will be surprised when they get to heaven how important your words are. They're going to be shocked, you know, and the accountability that we have for our words. And so it's important that you're speaking good things out of your life. You know, and matter of fact, Jesus, there's so many scriptures about not speaking coarse words or joking coarsely, watching what you say, you know, because your words are so powerful, you know. Think about some words that have been sent to you that you remember and you've remembered for years. Think about that today. Some words that have been spoken to you. Well, words are powerful and they have a huge impact on your life. And we looked at John 9, John 10, 9 and 10. And uh, let's look at that in the Amplified and have the breakdown a little bit more. What's the Amplified do? Well, it amplifies it. It makes the Greek more alive to you. Let's look at that real quick. John 10 in the ninth chapter says, Because of your knowledge and confession with your mouth, the Lord Jesus recognizes his power, authority, and majesty as God, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. So he's telling you, you got to believe some thir- certain things and you will be saved. For with a heart a person believes in Christ as, as Savior, excuse me, resulting in his justification, that is, being made righteous, being freed of the guilt of sin, made acceptable to God, and with open mouth he acknowledges and confesses his faith openly, resulting in and confirming his salvation. So your confession has a lot that it does. Think about that today. It has a great impact on your life, what you speak. Amen. Your salvation's involved in it. Your future's involved in it. I like to say you prophesy your future. Wow. That's powerful to think about. You prophesy your future. You say, well, is that true? Well, you know, every day when you get up and you say, well, this is going to be a good day, you have a lot more more of a chance of having a good day than getting up and saying, well, this is going to be a bad day. <laughs> no, every day is a blessing day. Good things are going to happen today. And it has a lot to do with what you're speaking out of your mouth. Praise the Lord. So coffee confessions will help you with that. Let's look at Matthew, the 12th chapter, the 34th verse. He says, oh, generation of vipers, how can you be an evil? Speak good things for out of the abundance of your heart, your mouth speaks. Yeah, this is important, you know, because if you're putting garbage in, 
What's going to happen? Now, my pastor used to say this all the time. If you're putting garbage in, you're going to have garbage come out, right? So you want to make sure you're putting good things in so that you're having good confessions. You know, it's going to come out. Whatever's most in your heart, because the Bible says so, is going to come out. You know, whatever you're sowing into your spirit, you're going to reap. And so you want to make sure that you're sowing the right things so you're speaking good things all the time. Good confessions of faith make good things happen. I like that. That's my own quote. That's a Jeremiah quote right there. <laughs> good confessions of faith make good things happen in your life, right? If you're persuaded you should walk in love, you need to speak, hey, I'm walking in love. You know, if you're persuaded that you that you that God wants you to prosper, you need to be speaking. God's prospering me right now, praise the Lord. Speaking good things will make good things happen in your life. Mark eleven, thirteen, let's go there real quick. And this is what's so important and you notice these this has to do with Jesus speaking. And it shows you the effect of words when Jesus speaks here. Mark eleven, the thirteenth chapter. Jesus going along and He's hungry. <laughs> you ever been hungry? I mean, just really hungry. Uh, the other night, me and my wife, we went over to, uh, I'm trying to remember where it was. Where did we go? It was really, really good. I made a mess. Oh, we went over to Hideaway. <laughs> Hideaway Pizza. Wanted some pizza. So we went over to the pizza place at Hideaway, you know. And I mean, man, my wife gets a salad normally. You know, my son gets some cheese sticks and we get some pizza. And sometimes I get a sandwich, you know. But I never forget, you know, we went in there, you know, and we're looking at this stuff, this food, and I was hungry. hadn't eaten much at all the whole day, you know. Somebody, uh, <laughs> Pastor Prince in his church is fasting here. I probably shouldn't talk too much about food. He said he may be listening to this. But, you know, they, uh, we're going in there to eat pizza, and I'll try to keep this short, Pastor. <laughs> but uh, we went in there, you know, and I was hungry. I mean, just really, really hungry. And man, I'm just eating everything. There's wrappers everywhere. I even ate all the crackers, you know, because I'm eating my, part of my wife's salad. I'm so hungry. <laughs> you know, when I got there, I hadn't eaten nothing hardly at all. But, you know, when you're hungry, you know, you can be kind of, you know, not in a good mood, you know. I think we had, fight. I don't know how many fights we had before we got there, you know, because I'm hungry. They say I'm like a bear when I'm hungry, you know. You ever been like that? You know, you're a little temperamental because you're hungry, you know. Well, Jesus, he's hungry here. Mark 11, chapter 13, verse, he's going and he's hungry. Then he kind of gets a little upset with this little fig tree here. Listen to what it says. And he seeth the fig tree afar off having leaves. He came, if happily he might find anything thereon. And he, when he came to it, he found nothing but leaves. He's like, man, I'm looking. He's looking for fruit. He's hungry. And, uh, and he speaks to this tree for the time of figs was not yet. And Jesus answered and said unto him, no man eat fruit of thee hereafter forever, and his disciples heard it. So he spoke to the fig tree. Powerful to think about. So good things can happen with your words, and bad things can happen with your words. He believed, and, and taking this tree out, you know, he spoke to the tree, and uh, he, he cursed the tree. He wasn't happy with this tree not having some fruit. Powerful to think about. We get deep into this, you know, because he likes you to produce some fruit <laughs> in your life. You know, he wants you to produce. We're supposed to be producing fruit in our lives. But, you know, he was hungry. And another thing that's interesting about this, and Jesus answered. So this tree was talking to him saying, ha, 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 I don't have any figs. <laughs> you ever had that before a circumstance speak to you, your wallet speak to you? Ha, 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 there's nothing in here. <laughs> electric bill speaks to you when you go out to the mailbox. Ha, 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 you haven't paid me, you know, or. 
you know, something else speaking to you, you know, you ever had things speak to you? Well, he answered this thing. I mean, you should be answering with positive, good confessions, those things. Well, hey, you're going to get paid. This is going to be taken care of. My God supplies all my needs according to his riches and glory. How are you answering your issues and problems? Are you speaking good things for them? Or are you speaking negative things to them, you know? You say, well, Jeremiah, you just sound like we want us to be perfect. You know, no, I, I didn't say you're perfect, but we should be having good confessions if we want good results. Praise the Lord. Matthew, Mark the 11th, chapter 23rd verse says it like this. And he came back to that fig tree. And uh, after he had spoke to that fig tree, he came over. And they, the next day, they came over there. And it's right before Mark eleven twenty three, And he sees this fig tree. And uh, the disciples notice it. You know, because it didn't die at first when he spoke to it. But right after Mark in the 23rd chapter, you know, right before he he does what he he says, what he says here in the 23rd verse, he, they see this fig tree had died. And after they see it died, they're, they're like surprised it died. Well, you know, after one day he had results from what came from his words. Think about that today. Yeah, One day he had results from his words. How powerful are your words and how are they affecting your life? Well, they, they see this fig tree died after he spoke to it. You know, my wife talks to her plants outside, you know, she'll be going around like, Hey, you're, you know, speaking good things to her plants and stuff. And she has great growing plants that grow and they look beautiful, you know, speak good things, speak good things to her kids. And we have great, wonderful kids, you know, what are you speaking to negatively? And what, what good things are you speaking to your kids and your family? It's important that you're speaking good things. You know, if you're calling your kid an idiot every day and you're telling him he's dumb every day or letting him say that to himself every day, you don't think that's even consequences in his life and causing issues for him. You want him to speak good things, you know. Me and my son, we go when we go to school, you know, which I don't take him to school anymore. I used to take him to school. Uh, when he go to school, I'd say, well, hey, I want you to say this, you know, and have him repeat it after me. I'd say, well, you're quick, you're bright, you're sharp, you're smooth, good-looking, and a major blessing, you know, speaking good things, you know, every day is a blessing day, speaking good things. Those are the type of things you speak to your kids, you know, help them to speak good things, teach them early, you know, so they're speaking good things of their lives. Well, after that fig tree, he gives them a little lesson on their confession and how to release their faith. And he does that in Mark 11, chapter 23, verses, for verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart but you believe those things which he saith shall come to pass he shall have whatsoever he saith. now it doesn't take a lot of faith but you need, if you believe what you're saying it's going to come to pass so if you know you're confessing the wrong things right now and you're speaking the right th wrong things over a circumstance you need to make a switch quickly so that good things are coming to pass in your life right you know, the scripture talks about casting all cares and everything that rises against, you know, that you should be casting down those things that are exalt themselves against the word of God. Are you casting down wrong confessions? I cast that down in Jesus name and casting down thoughts that should be cast down, you know, and, and speaking good thoughts, you know, so picking up there with good thoughts and good things and speaking good uh, good words and good thoughts and it should be spoke you know you you have you're going to have the thoughts about what you're saying you know if i was to say dog right now you'd see a picture of a dog did you see a dog if i see a cat you probably see a picture of a cat you know 
it creates pictures on the inside of you what you're speaking you know and so you want to make sure that you're speaking good things and creating good pictures on the inside of you all the time hey man it's important that you're doing that on a daily basis creating the right pictures about yourself you know people that have uh, bad self-esteem and they're having trouble with their self-esteem it's a good idea to start confessing good things to have good self-esteem about yourself speaking good things hey I'm adopted in the family of God. I, I am the righteousness in Christ Jesus, speaking the right things in their lives, you know. Hey, I'm part of the family. I'm blessed above with all spiritual blessings is what the Bible says in the first chapter of Ephesians, you know. Speaking good things about yourself, you know, building up your self-esteem, you know. If you're lonely, you know, it's important to be speaking good things. Hey, you know, the Bible says he'll never leave me. He'll never forsake me. Think about that. Speaking good things creating that picture on the inside of you. He's never left you. He'll never leave you. He's always there for you. He's a good, good father, praise the Lord. Well, you know, good, a good example of that, and we're just getting into this today, but a good example of that's healing. You know, what would you do with releasing your faith for healing? Isaiah 53, 5 says it like this. It says, for he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. Wow. Talking about when he went to the cross, that healing was paid for. There's a lot of things paid for at the cross. If you didn't know it, you might want to study it out. All the great benefits he did for you at the cross. He's telling you when he went to that, he's going to that cross, and this was prophesied before it happened by Isaiah. He's telling you when he goes to that cross, you're going to have healing, right? Isaiah told us that he was wounded for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquities. And the Bible says he was marred more than any man. He took quite a severe beating before that cross. Think about that today. Wow. I used to have a painting I'll never forget from uh, uh, Penny Burt. I'll never forget. And it was a big old a picture of Jesus. And he was showing him being marred, you know. And it was a, just it was an amazing painting, you know. But, you know, it wasn't a real clear picture. It was, it was just trying to give you an idea how, how strong of a uh, scene it was when he w went to that cross. You know, and he was. He took uh, everything at the cross for you. He took your depression. He took your healing. He took your soundness of mind. He took, your, he took all of that on him at the cross. Powerful to think about. Many different versions will break that down for you. He took a lot for you at the cross. You know, Hebrew words have a lot of meaning. And so it's good to get you into a little better version of that, you know, maybe an amplified version and look up the words there. It's powerful to think about. Well, 1 Peter 2.24 says it like this, and this is just one benefit of what he did at the cross. He did. He paid for lots of benefits at the cross. Uh, your righteousness, amen, and so many different things. 1 Peter 2.24 says, For who himself, himself bore our sin, bear our sins on his body on the tree, that we be in dead to sins who should live under righteousness by whose stripes. But notice how he phrases it now. And this is now the New Testament after Jesus went to the cross. We were healed. Think about that. You say, well, why are you going over that? Well, because it tells you about your confession that was paid for at the cross. So if you accepted Jesus in your life, you are healed. You were healed. You were healed then when he went to the cross. So what should your confession be? I am the healed of the Lord, right? I'm currently the healed of the Lord. You say, well, I don't look healed. I don't feel healed. Well, but you want to go with what God says, right? Well, you know, your confessions are saying what God says about you. And if he says you're healed, you're healed, right? <laughs> 
Now you can go against God all you want. You can say anything you want to, but I, I, I personally want to agree with him, right? If he says I have good health and I'm the healed of the Lord, I want to agree with what God says about me. If he says my sins are forgiven and he's paid for my sins, I want to agree with what God says about me. You know, if he says, Hey, I, you know, I became poor that you might become rich. I want to agree with what God says about me. He wants, if he says, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in good health. I want to agree with what he says about me. Right. You know, you can agree with anybody, you know, and get their results. But when you agree with God, you're going to get the good results of his word. You know, you want to agree with him. So your confession is just an agreement with him. You know, you're saying, I'm the healed of the Lord. You know, I, you're saying, hey, I'm the righteousness in Christ Jesus, right? I'm blessed, right? Because he says I'm blessed. I'm blessed with all spiritual blessings, right? And you're just agreeing with what he has to say with his word. What was paid for at Calvary? What was paid for there? Well, if it's paid for there, it's done, right? It's already been done. He's not going to redo it again for you. <laughs> it was all done right there at the cross. And so we're just agreeing with what he says. And that's where your confessions should be coming from is agreeing with what God says about you. You know, if he says you're more than a conqueror, what, you, what should you be saying about yourself? Should you be getting up in the morning and say, I don't know if I can fulfill this thing that God has for me. No, you should be saying, I'm more than a conqueror. I, I can be successful. I'm more than a conqueror. And I can do all things through Christ Jesus, right? If he says you can do all things through Christ Jesus, should you not agree with what he said about you? You need to agree with what he says about you, not what the world says about you, not what your doctor says about you, you know? And we need good doctors, don't get me wrong, but you need to agree with the word, number one, that he, whatever the word says, that's what we are, are to agree with. So we've been talking about releasing your faith and the number one way to do that's through confession. We're going to talk more about this next week. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you, Father, for your goodness. We thank you, Father, for your mercy. And Father, we just ask that the Lord, as we get into talking about confession, Lord, and, and are talking about releasing our faith, Father, we ask that you help us, Father, to release our faith on a daily basis, Father. Help us to release our faith in every area of our lives, Father. And Lord, as we get into more of this, Father, we ask that you help us, Father, and have clarity on it and help us to be stepping out and doing the things in faith we need to be doing in our lives, we pray. And we thank you, Father, for it in Jesus' name. Amen. If you heard about this and you were listening to me and you stayed tuned all the way through this and you want to know Jesus is Lord, that's the best thing you can do with your life. You know, I was telling, I was listening to uh, I was listening to a brother, or I was I was in another service recently, and I was telling him, I said, you can't afford not to give, you know, and you can't afford to pass this message by without accepting Jesus as Lord of your life right now. You can't afford it. You're going to take that chance that uh, that Jesus come and you get left behind. You're going to take that chance today that you, you know that you don't have salvation and have Jesus to protect you in your life tomorrow. You don't know what holds up for tomorrow. You have no idea. You know, and he wants to do good things in your life. You know, the Bible says the goodness of God brings people to repentance. You know, his goodness, he's good to people and he loves people and he wants to be good to you and help you in your life today. So if you'd like to know Jesus, just pray this prayer with me. The Bible says Romans 10th chapter, the 10th verses, if you confess Jesus as Lord and believe God has risen Jesus from the dead, you shall be saved. You want to be saved today? Well, you just confess Jesus as Lord right there where you're at today and believe God's risen from the dead. Release your faith and you shall be saved. Let's do it right now. Father, we just believe that you've risen Jesus from the dead 
And Father, we confess Jesus as Lord of our lives right now in Jesus' name. I accept you and I accept you as Jesus and I accept you as Lord of my life right now in Jesus' name. I'm not playing any games. I want to be with you, Jesus, and I want your good things in my life. I just receive you right now and I confess you as Lord of my life right now in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. If you did that, I believe God's He's accepted you into the family and you're adopted into the family of God. He's done a great work on the inside of you. I'd love to hear about it. Email us at jeremiahsministries at yahoo.com. Put it in the comments. We love you. We look forward to spending next time with you. I hope that you're ready. Enjoy Coffee Confessions Monday. God bless you. I hope that you have a wonderful, wonderful day. If you'd like to contact us for prayer, praise reports, or offerings, go to jeremiahsmithministries.podbean.com. Thank you for listening.